Hey, everybody, I do not like getting ripped off. You probably don't like getting ripped off either, because if you do, there's something really, really wrong with you. So today on the show, we're going to talk about how do you find good deals and how can penny pitching actually cost you more money? We're talking about it next on The Matt Townsend Show. Good afternoon. I'm Sam McCall for Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. The Supreme Court upheld the controversial health care law today, but top Republicans still don't plan to accept it. Congressional Republicans are decrying the Supreme Court ruling, with Speaker John Boehner and Majority Leader Eric Cantor stressing it does not validate what the GOP calls Obamacare. The court makes a decision about whether uh, this law is constitutional. It doesn't mean that the, the law is wise. It doesn't mean that the law is good for the country. Obamacare will preclude people from having the health care that they like. We have seen this law increase costs. And Cantor announced the House will vote in two weeks on a proposal to completely repeal the law. Jerry Bodlander, Capitol Hill. Despite what the GOP thinks, one New York businessman is excited about the Supreme Court's decision. Jim Schreiber is operations manager at Runa, a small tea company in Brooklyn. Runa spends about $300 per full-time employee on health care coverage, and Schreiber was relieved the Supreme Court did not take the Health Care Act apart. I think it's a great base to move forward. It's not the perfect law, but it's something that we can work with. Schreiber said the act and the ruling upholding it benefit companies committed to providing for employee health care. For those needing to keep costs down, he concedes, it will make things more difficult. Warren Levinson, New York. Attorney General Eric Holder has been voted to be in criminal contempt of Congress after today's vote. Holder has been less than cooperative with a House committee investigating the fast and furious gun tracking program. He has repeatedly withheld documents that would help explain the scandal surrounding the program, which is what led to the vote. Some Democrats joined with the GOP on the issue, but others walked out of the chamber in protest. More than 42 million people are gearing up to vacation for Independence Day. Gas prices are coming down off their springtime highs, and more people are likely to be on the road. We've seen a huge increase over previous uh, July 4th weekends. In fact, it's 4.9 percent. AAA spokeswoman Yolanda Cade says a lot of people are taking the whole week off, starting their trips Friday. But that also means lighter traffic early in the holiday week. About 11 percent of those 42 million-plus travelers uh, will actually be traveling on that Monday. Hotel room rates are up slightly this summer, and unless travelers can cash in on Discounts, airfares are about the same as they were a year ago. I'm Diane Kepley. You're listening to BYU Radio on Sirius XM 143. I'm Sam McCall. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I am your host, Matt Townsend, doing what we can on our show every single day to help you and your loved ones grow healthier, happier lives, to really just get ahead, get a leg up, try to understand yourself, hopefully a little better, maybe also understanding those around you better, and just make it in this crazy thing we call life. Welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, we have been really trying to give you the tools that you need, and today I think we've got a, an especially excellent guest that I, that I think is going to help you figure out how not to get taken advantage of, quite honestly. Um, we are bringing on 
a uh, an investigative reporter, a consumer reporter that's been a consumer reporter for you know thirty plus years, an incredible uh, person that really knows what to watch out for, so that you're not the next victim of the next scam. So you're not the one that's getting taken advantage of. And we're going to try to give you some tools, some ideas. We're even going to give you a rundown for what to look for to make sure that you are ahead of the game. Now here's kind of uh, a little taste of this. So I went home after yesterday's show and pull up and I see that there's a truck in front of my house and somebody's at my front door talking to my wife. And I walk in and my section, I'm in the garage and my son runs out and says, oh, hurry, dad, mom's got some people at the door that want to talk to you. Now, the minute I hear that, I think, ah, yuck. (laughs) I don't want to talk to anybody What do they want? Oh, yeah, they've been just talking to her for about a half hour, and they want her to buy some stuff, and she just wants you to come talk. Now, in my head, that's my wife subtly saying, hey, get dad to save me from this craziness. And so I walk out there. um, They're like, hey, how are you, Mr. Townsend? They're shaking my hand. They're now my best friend. They're wondering about my life, my school, hey, all this stuff. They're trying to sell my wife on the service that we're pretty sure they're pretty sure we need because you eat food, don't you? And we're like, yeah, we eat food and you drink milk, don't you? Doesn't your family drink milk? Mm Mm-hmm. We have a family of six and we drink milk every day. And so they're like, well, wouldn't it be better if the milk was delivered to your house every day along with a bunch of other food that you know you're going to eat like like bread and all of this other stuff? And in my head, I'm like, no, we got that covered. We got that covered. My wife actually goes and grocery shops. But my wife's thinking this could be good. Sheldon, you got to comment on this because you're laughing. Are they trying to – Bring back the milkman? Is that, that, this is the milkman. To... But this is the milkman on steroids. And I, I even like the company. But you know what? They're bringing back the milkman. And I'm like, my wife can handle this. She goes out and she even does a great job. So I'm looking at her thinking, you know what? You've managed to just go out every 10 days to shop. But they're saying, no, what you could do is pay them a lot of money a week. And then they'll then you're pretty much obligated every week to think about it. And then all of a sudden, it would make her life easier. But they don't know my wife. They don't know that she's going to think about it every single day. And she's going to think that if I don't get every penny out of this, this is going to cost me more. And then I started looking through their little magazine with all their incredible price breaks. um, And I'm thinking, this bread looks like it's twice as much as the bread we normally buy. And then they gave me the line, well, sure, sir, but you're you're, you're buying, you're buying quality. If you buy cheap bread, you're putting cheap stuff into your family. And I'm like, yeah, I'm good with that. I'm good with that. I've been putting cheap stuff into my family for years. Why start changing it now? In fact, they'd probably have an, an allergic reaction to the good stuff. Anyway, they sat there, and I just kind of looked at her, and I'm like, I, I'm trying to fill her out, you know, without, like, figuring out, is she really wanting this? So I just say, now, look, honey, really, this is so much a week. And you don't like spending that much a week anyway, and you're going to have to have the order in by Friday. And he's like, yeah, but it's on the Internet. Anyway, I just just shook my head. And um, I I actually had to go somewhere else. So I ran somewhere else thinking, okay, this will be good. I just kind of looked at her and I said, you know, whatever. I just think it's just going to stress you out, and I don't think we need it. And I walked away. Actually, on my way out, you know, as the last grasp, the guy said, oh, hey, Mr. Townsend, what is your doctoral dissertation on? Because I'm finishing my doctorate right now. And he says, what's your doctoral dissertation on? And I'm like, how the heck do you know this? So my wife had slipped that in there somehow. And um, now I'm talking about my dissertation. The, the dairy guy on my doorstep that's 20 now is interested in my Ph.D. 
I'm being sold. I'm being sold something. And um, interestingly, I so I went, started going to do these other things, and my son comes in, and I'm like, so what's mom saying? Is mom telling him no? And she's like, yeah, but every time she tells him no, they just hand him the book again. There's a book of food in there. And she, they just kept handing her the book and saying, but look at these. Look at this. Anyway, what, this is what she, that she was sold on. She ended up buying it, I found out later. She didn't want to bring that up, but we did. She, well, we didn't. She did. And so this is what she said. But, you know, it's going to be worth it, Matt, because you buy lunches every day, don't you? And I'm like, well, yeah. And she's like, well, now you can buy salads because they'll give you salads. And the salads that you buy here are only three ninety nine. But you would normally go buy like a combo meal somewhere for $5. So this is better. Okay. Here's the deal. It's going to explode. It's not going to work. I already know. By the way, it's the fourth time we've done this in our 21 years of marriage. Fourth time we've used the service. And I asked her that. I go, isn't this the fourth time we'd be doing it? And it's never worked before. What do you expect will be different this time? I actually asked her that in front of the guy. And she says, he says, well, this time it's different because, look, we have all of these other things like salads. You eat salad, don't you? <sighs> okay. How do we get out of these deals? How do we not get sucked into this trap? How do we start saving money for once instead of just getting bought into the next marketing practice? How do we not get taken advantage just because we're consumers? That's what we're talking about on the show. We're going to be bringing on an expert of over 30 plus years working and investigating uh, consumer fraud and consumer problems. Bill Gephardt is going to be joining us on the show. And um, we're also going to be giving you a bunch of other bits and ideas, tools, solutions to watch out for. So if you think about it, are you any good at saving money? Think about it. You, are you very good at it? Well, one of our producers, Bryce, isn't, but he has some things that he wants to get off his chest. Let's make a deal. More like let's get a deal. I want to save money, but I don't want to have to think beforehand. And you know they say the road to Hades is paved with good intentions. Now, I've never been there myself, but I do know that unfortunately, having good intentions has little to no effect on an eventual outcome. So here's a few stories from my world where I had the best intentions, but I'm pretty sure I didn't save anything at all. My car is kind of old and big. It's also used, so I'm never really sure what condition its guts are in. Now, it doesn't give me a walletectomy every time I go to the pump, but there's nothing wrong with trying to maximize my MPG, right? Well, that's at least what I thought. For a few fill-ups, I decided to add a can of fuel line and engine cleaner to scrape every penny out of my gas tank. What could it hurt? Even the good stuff isn't expensive. Well, after about five fill-ups and five cans of this cleaner stuff, I couldn't find any significant change to anything, really, other than the money that was eerily absent and the lack in my sense of self-efficacy. I also don't like going to the grocery store. At one point in my past, I was a cashier. FYI, cashiers do in fact judge you by your purchases. And with the quantity of food that I eat, that makes for a lot of trips to the store and a lot of judgmental cashiers giving me their looks of disapproval. But then one day I had a thought. My parents have a spare warehouse club card. If I could get it from them, that would save me trips, money, and self-esteem. Or so I thought. As a single dude, I am not the target demographic for places like this. And from this, a lot of problems arise. Now, this plan of action certainly saved me trips to the the store, which means I see cashiers less often, which keeps my self-esteem up, and for the most part, offering large quantities of food bring the price per ounce or unit down a bit. But that doesn't mean I always end up getting the best end of the deal. The first hurdle was keeping in mind when things go bad. When you're buying a sack of bagels, that mold really likes to creep up on you. The next thing is selection. They offer you huge quantities at the expense of choice. So I may want a microwavable fruit substitute filled pastry for my morning, but it might be something akin to it that becomes unappealing after the first try. Then 
what do I do with the rest of them? Pawn it off on roommates, that's what. Ever had an online order go all wrong? Now, surprisingly, they've managed to create a return policy, but it's not all sunshine and rainbows. One day last year, I ordered something, but they garbled the address up. They called me and we worked things out, but postal policy dictated that it be returned to sender. And as we all know, the postal service has a long record of definitely not frustrating people. They did, in fact, take their dear sweet time in returning that item to the sender. So much sweet time, in fact, that it arrived four months later. I had forgotten about it. Other than its arrival being a pleasant surprise, all the calls, the negotiating with postal employees, the panic that I might have been out $40, which is a lot of money for a college kid. I don't know if it was worth it. Monetarily, it all worked out in the end, but I'm still not sure if my sanity has recovered. Let's get real here. There's more to cost than just the price, and I think that's where we run into problems. Something might be cheaper, but is it worth all the effort? Is it worth the time? Is it worth the headache? Also, never shop hungry, because now I have to figure out what to do with 128 unflavored cardboard like waffles. Great advice, Bryce. That's why we call him the Bryce is Right. Uh, he really uh, hit it on the head. Sometimes we're going for uh, savings, right? And in reality, it ends up costing us a whole lot more. We're going to be bringing on our guest, Bill Gephardt, uh, an expert in helping us not get taken advantage of. Maybe he's going to even blow up some myths because I do believe there's a lot of myths that we hear, like uh, maybe buyer beware and stuff like that, that we're going to see if we can't get an expert opinion on. You're listening to The Matt Townsend Show. We'll be back after this break. Two minutes on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Want to do a better job of conserving energy? Maybe it's time to glow with the flow. This is Innovation Now, bringing you stories of revolutionary ideas, emerging technologies, and the people behind the concepts that shape the future. What if you could actually see how much electric energy flows to your household appliances? Would it change your habits? Researchers at the Interactive Institute in Sweden redesigned a power strip cord to pulse with light. As electric current flows through the power aware cord, you can see the glowing pulses and patterns of blue light spiral through its transparent covering. The intensity of the glow changes with the amount of electricity flowing through the cord. It's made with electroluminescent wires, which are phosphor-coated wires twisted around the powered ones. The device illustrates some interesting insights, like seeing how more power is used when you turn up the volume on your stereo to push those bass and drum riffs through your speakers. The look is ultra-futuristic, cool with a dash of techno geek. But it's not about just looking cool. The hope is that this instant visual reminder of how much power is being consumed will cause people to be more aware of their electricity usage and reduce bad habits. For Innovation Now, this is Crystal Browning. Innovation Now is produced by the National Institute of Aerospace through collaboration with NASA and is distributed by WHRV. Visit us online at innovationnow.us. An artist's passion for music is born when the desire to create beauty is planted within them. Witness the stories behind the passion and performances on The Song That Changed My Life, Mondays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern on BYU-TV. Have you ever wanted to travel the world? Now you can experience the vibrant cultures and customs of countries across the globe and cities across America through the eyes and ears of folk artist Eric Dowdle. Tune in to Traveling with Eric Dowdle 
and travel the world weekdays at 9 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Uh, we are going to get into how to not get scammed. And we're bringing on a great expert, Bill Gephardt, uh, who's got a ton of experience, the master, at, uh, at making sure that you're on the right track. But before we do, we're going to bring on Corinne Collins, who's going to give us some of her worst customer service experience ever. So tell me about your worst customer service experience ever. And, uh, I had a, a really junky car with an awful stereo system. So I was, uh, I was kind of in the market, so to speak, and uh, I went to, uh, to, uh, to, find a, uh, to find a new stereo system for my car. And so I, I, you know, we went around and we looked at a bunch. He said, he's like, oh, you know, like, we can make you a good deal. I was kind of like, well, you know, I might go down the street and see if I can find a better deal. And he's like, no, bro, you know, we're going to get you a better deal. We'll hook you up. We'll do whatever we can to, you know, get you into a, whatever you want. And I was like, okay, well, you know, I need to get it installed also. And he's like, don't worry, we've got like this, you know, installation department that's going to do just fine for you. We'll get it, we'll get it installed. And I was like, well, I don't know if I can pay for your, you know, your people to install this system for me. He's like, we'll get you free install if you buy this one system in particular. You know, it was just a CD deck and four speakers. It wasn't like a big overhaul or anything. And so I was like, all right, you know, if you're going to throw in a free installation, I'll go ahead and, uh, I'll go ahead and, and buy this thing. He's like, don't worry about it, bro. It's all good, you know, and. They install it and everything, and the guy comes out from the garage. He's like, okay, that'll be, uh, you know, 200-something dollars for this install. And I was like, well, you know, the salesperson told me that, uh, you know, it was going to be free. And that's why I, you know, purchased the, uh, you know, made the purchase that I did because he told me it was going to be a free install. And I was like, well, I don't know who you were talking to, but, uh, you know, it's not going to be free. And sure enough, you know, I eventually had to call down the, you know, the... Uh, the head, the big cheese, you know, so just like, what's going on here? You know, what's all this trouble? And uh, I told him the situation and I showed him the card of the, of the guy that had promised me the free installation on the stereo system. And uh, he was like, oh, we fired this guy because, you know, he was he was making all kinds of like false promises and like whatnot. And I was like, well, that still doesn't change the fact that like I'm out $250 right now and that the guy over there is about to hit me with his wrench because, you know, I'm, I'm taking up all his time by causing a, a fuss. He's like, well, there's not much we can do for you, and nah, 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 nah. and like after probably got a good 45 minutes of arguing with him and, and explaining him, begging him and explaining to him my dilemma and my issue, and he's just like, all right, well, the only thing, best thing we can do for you is give you $75 off the installation fee. Didn't really have too many kind words for the man, but uh, at the same time, you know, it was better than the full price. Wow. You know, I tell you, when you think about it, it's just, I've had a million stories like that. I think everybody has it. So that's why we're bringing on our expert, Bill Gephardt. He spent more than uh, probably about 35 years right. or so. Is that's that right. right? Oh, yeah. I was, I've been all over the country. I've been in Los Angeles. I've been here. I've been in Indy. Indianapolis. Yeah, many places. Uh-huh. And um, what do you think? So when you're sitting there listening to that, does that just not bring back every day of your work for the last 35 years? It does, you know, except in that particular case, uh, that sounded to me like a walk away situation. Oh, interesting. Explain there, that. Well, it, uh, there is a, for example, right now uh, in Utah, and since it's a fast food restaurant that I'm not going to name, but I'll, that I'll talk about, yeah. uh, they have all drinks $1. So this fella complains uh, just a couple of days ago that he went in and he asked for a, you know, mocha, super duper, whatever super duper it is they have. But no, no, only soft drinks. Well, it should say. And so his yeah. was 350 Yeah. And what you do is say, oh, well, thank you very much, and you walk away. If 
you're able, you walk away. Now, I've had sandwiches promises, uh, promised to me for 99 cents. I had a fish sandwich once promised to me for 99 cents. Yeah. And I go up and I said, well, give me the fish sandwich at the drive-in window. And I pull around and it was four ninety-five. And I said, no, no, it's the special, the fish sandwich. Oh, yeah, well, that's this fish sandwich. And, oh. and, and we got this one. And I drove. I said, thank you very much. And I drove away. And they're... I suppose they could sell the fish sandwich to the next person who came along yeah, for right. four ninety five, but in this case that Corinne was talking about, um, you know, the fella w- thought, or I don't know all the details of it, of course, but he thought installation was going to be included, and it clearly was not. Right. So he got his speakers and stereo for a fraction of the price, but then they tacked it on with its installation. And you go, right. oh, geez, you know what? I didn't know that. Thank you very much, and goodbye. Now, you've wasted a bunch of your time, right. and you're angry, and you'll tell all your friends, never go back yeah. to this particular You'll destroy story. him that way. But it, that's a walk-away situation. So should he stay and just, what does he do? I mean, Walk away. He just, just walks just, away. I, you just well, walk away. better pay it. That you, yeah. you, you, You're not going to win that one. It's a bait and switch. Bait and switch yeah. is illegal in many states. Totally. Uh, but, uh, you know, who's going to prosecute this thing? Right. So, um, you know, I, I try to use, you know, the riddle of the gnome. Uh, <laughs> you know, you would never do – if I – would you do business with a liar? And the answer is no. Well, how do you detect who's the liar? Well – Let's say you're, uh, you know, you're walking down the path and you're trying to get to New York right. and you come to a fork in the path and there are two gnomes there. They look exactly the same. <laughs> One gnome you know comes from the tribe that always, always lies Lying and the other gnome. comes – that's right. And the <laughs> other comes from the, the tribe that always, Honest always gnome. tells the truth. That's great, yeah. But you don't know which is which. Uh-huh. You get to ask – you have, to, you have to pick one gnome, which look the same, uh-huh. and you get to ask two questions okay, of that cool. one gnome and what – who question? Who do? You, which gnome do you pick? And, and which question do you ask? And the answer is: If it's a beautiful, bright, sunny day, you say to either gnome, "Is it a beautiful, bright, sunny day?" And he says, "Oh no, it's raining like crazy. It's awful." You know he's a liar. liar you no. assume <laughs> everything else he's going to say is, is a, lie. a lie. You ask which way to, which path to take to get to New York, and you take the opposite one. Yeah. I don't know who's a liar and who's a truth teller. When salespeople are telling me, I just don't know. You can't tell. So I try to ask something that I know. If I go to an auto mechanic and I don't know anything Excellent about cars, advice. I try to find something uh-huh. that's technical and ask about it. And when they give the wrong answer, I assume that's from everything. the gnome They're that the tribe that gnome. lies. And I know that everything else I assume is going to be That a is a great trick. Because how do you know? You I mean, don't how know. do you know if you But if you it, know you might know something about a car you're like you might know turbo injection. Might, so you ask maybe. them a turbo injection question. Some people know so little about their toilets. That's right. That's where we get hurt. It is. And so they detect a little leak in there. And you know, some people will not reach into the upper tank because there might be poopies in there. Right. And you know who that's I'm talking exactly. about. I know. I'm married so to her. The, so yeah, that's right. So there's a <laughs> little leak in there yeah. and the guy comes out and he assesses. Yeah. They call it upfront pricing. Uh, you'll hear about upfront pricing in, in many of the trades mm-hmm. that come out to your house. And uh, they'll advertise, unlike our competitors, we upfront price for you. So you'll never pay more than a penny. Above what our price is set. Well, is that, that right? sounds pretty good. Well, what is another name for upfront pricing? And the answer is contract. 
But that's not the way it's put. Now, right. if you're going to have the little leak fixed in your upper tank to replace that little yeah. flapper valve that they still haven't perfected, you've got to do that every couple of years. That's right. You're not going to need a contract. It's going to cost about $100 because the part is about $5 times three for profit. Uh-huh. That's 15 right bucks. Yeah. And this is fair. And then uh, it's going to get there in their van. They do. So it's going to be somewhere between 80 and 125 <laughs> And you know, some guys will do it for nothing oh, because yeah. they want you to call that's them back. That's when right. they, but it's about $100. Job. And now you're in a contract. Yeah, but the guy will assess you, and he'll <laughs> say, hmm, okay, you know what, ma'am, uh, Miss Little Old Lady, uh, yeah. you know, I, I've seen this before. We may have to go behind the wall and redo the pipes back there, oh, and we're yeah. going to have to tear this wall about. But here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you an upfront price on this. I'm going to fix all the pipes back there. It'll be better than brand new. I'm going to tr- have a drywall guy come <laughs> out and fix all that. And you know what I'll do just because it's you? I will paint the entire bathroom any color you want. Yeah. Now, let me figure an upfront price. And it comes to, I don't know, $795. Right. Not bad for all that work. No, really, when you think about it. But all he has to do, and I did this on television, I changed the flapper valve in about 60 seconds without draining the tank just to show it could be done. And that's all that would need to be done. But you now have wow. a contract for $795. Yeah. And some of these companies, uh, you know, when the son-in-law comes over and said, oh, mom, what did you do? He'll call the company and they'll agree to cut it in half. Ugh. So they won't put a lien on your property. Right. And then you wind up paying that thinking you're getting a deal. But you still pay yep. $400 for a stupid flapper valve. So See, upfront it, pricing I can't believe you put problem. your hand in that upper tank. <laughs> You're what one you of them, thinking? are you? I You're one of them. That's a dangerous tank. <laughs> so this is what I love about you, though, because you've got 20 or 30 plus years of this. Has You know that there's a lot of phrases that you hear oh, yeah. that are just a bunch of junk. Yeah, they are. But And they're kind of the trite phrases that they threw out in a consumer interview. They say them Yeah, let's give me, let me give you some, because I, right. I want your right. view on these. Okay. Common sense. There is uh, no such a thing as common sense. <laughs> what do you mean? Because of if course the, there is. There is absolutely not. If you are telling me about common sense, mm-hmm. and I heard this uh, where the governor of Utah, we we're having some wildfires in Utah, and the governor of Utah said we need to use common sense. Well, now, what is common sense? Yeah, what is that? Uh, does that mean you can't uh, – I, I just don't know because people were building fires uh, and, and they were safe. Yeah. And so common sense would say, I guess, you, it's okay to build a fire but keep it safe. And the answer was no fireworks. Well, if you put off fireworks in the middle of a parking lot, that's safe. That's safe. Common sense would say it's okay to put off fireworks. But he said none of that stuff and use common sense. If there were common sense, there would be only one political party. Because how many times do we hear a governor or whoever yeah, it is fighting over. from either side saying it's just common oh, yeah. sense? We've had the health care bill. Now, yeah. you're going to be on one side of the health care bill or the other when yeah. the Supreme Court They're made this common. decision. Yeah, that's well, right. that's right. On that's either right. side, it's common sense. Common sense says we need to be able to make choices for ourselves right. and have freedom. Common sense on the other sa- side says we don't want to get ripped off that's right. anymore by, uh, by uh, insurance there companies. There is no thing as common there sense. There is just not. So when somebody says that, all they're doing is insulting you. Yeah. Or you agree with them and go, oh, yeah, I have common sense. I wouldn't have done that. Yeah, Yeah, but you'll get scammed on the next thing. Yes, you you will. You don't have common sense. So that's one thing that you'll hear a lot, you know, from editorial writers and from politicians. Here's one that I want you to play on. Uh, Know the law. Know the law. You know, I've you heard that so many times. You know what? It's your responsibility to know the law. They yeah. give you a ticket. They cite you for some zoning violation. You know, you really have to know the law. There's no excuse <laughs> for not knowing the law. Yeah. 
people have told me this in interviews. Well, I one day uh, on television went and did a stand-up. It said, no, the law. So I went over to the law library, and I stood where I could see the greatest number of books. And I said, <laughs> where do I begin? By reading the first word of the first book that I come to, reading the entire library, all the, the periodicals. You'd think I'd be a lawyer, but yeah. lawyers don't even know the law. No. You know that no. because they specialize That's in right. a certain area That's of the right. law. So n- when somebody says, know the law... Once again, they're just being stupid. Yeah. Well, what law are you? Yeah. Like the door-to-door sell. Are you supposed to go learn all the door-to-door sales laws for door-to-door salespeople coming to you? You can't know all the laws. No. Well, there's door-to-door sales. That's, that's where three-day right of rescission. That's where you're going on this. Yeah. Where everybody thinks if they buy a car or about anything else, they have th- a three-day right of re- rescission. The law varies from state to state, but generally speaking, there is no three-day right of rescission unless there's a law written for it, except... If the sale is made at your home. So if a door-to-door salesperson comes around and signs you up to a contract, it's a three-day right of rescission. Uh, If someone calls you at your home and makes a deal with you over the the phone. phone, Telemarketing. Three-day right of rescission, and they overtly, by federal law, have to tell you you have three uh, three days to To cancel. Now, if a car salesman comes around and parks the car in your neighborhood and then goes door-to-door and say, hey, how'd you like to buy that car? You'd also have a three-day right of rescission. But you but don't that's know about the this. Only time. No. Well, and besides, you end up you don't you might want it for three days. <laughs> yeah, in the exa- fourth, I need a fourth day <laughs> right of rescission. Get which, it in the contract. That's, that's right. right. It never seems to happen. <laughs> Good stuff. Okay, Bill, we're going to come back. Right. I've got more. I want you to go off of, and then I want you to give us the tools, the ideas for how we actually choose Great. the right people. Okay. Right. We're talking to Bill Gephardt. Really, you got to go to gephardtapproved.com. He's got some great information there. Just uh, uh, so much information. We're going to have him back, and we're going to pick his brain right here on the Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. For regular updates on BYU Radio programming, sports, and other behind-the-scenes news, follow BYU Radio on Twitter. Just search for BYU Radio, hit follow, and enjoy our tweets on news, live updates on shows, and much more. Talk about good. Good afternoon. I'm Sam McCall for Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange has been served with an extradition notice, but that doesn't mean he'll come quietly. Assange has been battling extradition back to Sweden where he faces rape and assault charges. However, he is currently staying in the London embassy in Ecuador where no arrests can be made. On top of that, Ecuador is considering giving Assange political asylum. A huge blast in the Syrian capital is raising more questions about the continued violence. The explosion sent black smoke billowing into the skies of Damascus. It incinerated cars and damaged buildings. The bomb went off in the parking lot of the Palace of Justice, a center for several courthouses near the Damascus marketplace. Bombings like this are becoming more common in Syria and the Damascus itself. The regime blames terrorists, its code name for the rebels, fighting President Bashar Assad. They deny responsibility. Some say this shows al-Qaeda involvement in the uprising. Mark Levy, Cairo. The search for a stowaway aboard a large container ship that docked in Newark yesterday has been fruitless. 
The Department of Homeland Security issued a statement saying officials conducted a lengthy and exhaustive investigation of the Ville de Quarius and found no one stowed away in its containers. The ship docked at Port Newark Wednesday morning. The investigation went all day and all night. It was triggered when Coast Guard investigators boarding it outside port heard knocking noises that sounded if someone might be inside a container. No one can say what the source of the noise might have been. The ship carrying some 2,000 containers left the United Arab Emirates May 30th and made two stops one in India and one in Pakistan. Warren Levinson, New York. Applications for unemployment benefits were down last week, but other key economic indicators are still worrying. Weekly applications dropped to 386,000, but the more reliable indicator of the jobs picture, the four-week moving average, remained relatively unchanged. Generally, economists like to see the number fall below 375,000. Applications were trending downward over the winter, but since then, applications have edged up and hiring has slowed, raising concerns about the recovery. The number of new jobs created in the spring is less than a third of what was reported in the first three months of the year. Diane Kepley, Washington. You're listening to BYU Radio on Sirius XM 143. I'm Sam McCall. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. We are trying to debunk some myths that uh, we as consumers tend to fall, the traps we fall into. And uh, honestly, I think you can't beat some of the insight we're getting here from Bill Gephardt. Before we go back to Bill, we're going to do a little bit. We have Tom Brinton, one of our producers, who has put together a history of customer service. Everywhere I go, I get slandered. Customers always right, right? Well, my question is, has it always been that way? Or is the whole idea of customer service a modern concept? Well, it used to be that if you had a problem with the shop owner, you just walked down to the shop and gave him a piece of your mind. Hey! Then the telephone was invented and everything changed. It was 1894 when the telephone switchboard was invented. If a customer was wealthy enough to own a phone in their home, they could directly communicate with the store where they purchased their phonograph and try to resolve why they were unable to hear their favorite ragtime tune. Flash forward to the 1960s when the call center was invented. Now companies could listen to angry customers complain by the droves. Add touch-tone dialing into the mix that was invented in 1962 and suddenly customers could navigate through various directories in order to get their problem solved more quickly. Then in the 70s came IVR technology, interactive voice responses. You know the kind of thing where the phone tells you to say a certain word to get where you're going, and everyone around you looks at you like you're crazy? 1989 saw the advent of outsourcing, and then in the 90s, the World Wide Web showed up, changing everything all over again. Yes, company-to-customer relations were a lot simpler before 1876. And while today's customer service methods may have an improved convenience aspect, I wonder if marching down to the general store for a face-to-face conversation wouldn't still be the most effective method. 
It usually is, isn't it? Just take it face to face. Go talk to him. But you're saying sometimes we just got to walk away too. Tom has got it nailed Don't in this think? history. He does. You know why? Because what, 35. He goes back to 1876. Yeah. Well, I don't go back that far. <laughs> I'm not more than 100 years old yet. But you here's look the great, thing. though. Bill. You know when? Thank you for 100. <laughs> uh, you know when I started doing this 35 years ago? Yeah. Um, I was taking phone calls and letters, and there were no emails back then. And I was getting just like today, 100 a day from people, and. The, I would say that back then, 80% of the stories that I did were based on fraud, where somebody is doing a fraud. Yeah. Now, speaking of you know, going off of Tom's yeah. report, it's opposite. 70% is probably customer service, and 30% is fraud, I would Interesting. guess. Interesting. It's just switched. Now, I don't know if there's – I don't think the fraud – Changed. No, I think customer service changed. So it got worse. I think so. so. We're complaining about how you're interacting with me, the expectations you're well, setting or not meeting. Or well, no, you used to go to the general store. You used to go down to the bank. You face got to, to know face. the bank teller. You, knew the you lady. used to yeah, do that right. stuff. And now it's on the phone, and it's hard to get the same person on the phone uh-huh. twice. Uh, and all of your information is presumably in the computer, and talking to a supervisor is silly because they're just talking. You Now you're switching to the break room to find the person who was just on the phone with you who's That's now right. on break. And, so it's, and so customer service, you know, if you had a problem with the gas company, they'll still respond quickly if you have, you know, a gas leak. Yeah, but if you have something. billing problem, you know, I used to do, I, I, I had the ability a few years ago to do a story on cell phones every day. And I used to say, you know, if your cell phone is working great today, if your billing system is working great, beautiful. But there are, if anything goes wrong, trying to get it fixed, the simple fixes were so silly uh, that they just simply couldn't do it. They're billing people hundreds of dollars. Yeah. They shouldn't be billing them. You call them up. They've taken it off. It's still on. Knock it off. Yeah. Just do it. Yeah. And, and so I think that's where I think automation has caused, while they say it's caused better customer service, there's more tracking. No, right. You know, basically the hands-on experience does frustrate us right. all. The personal touch we've lost. Yeah, I think so. We've lost the personal touch. Let's go through a few more of right. these supposed common sense phrases. <laughs> hey, you that like don't that see. stuff. I love it. I think you're great at it. <laughs> know the law. Well, oh, yeah, we're talking yeah, about, sorry, too law, good yeah. to be true. What do you mean too good to be true? You know, some things are just fabulous. That I just think it's a lousy barometer or measuring stick. Yeah. And for someone to say, well, it was too good to be true. He should have known that. Common sense would say <laughs> that was too good to be true. Right. Uh, no, it's, no. it's, it's uh, sometimes things are fabulous and they are actually true. So I, really just, I yeah. just think it is a lazy way of a stupid reporter yeah. trying to say yeah. something. You remember, if it's too good to be true, it probably is. And politicians say this oh, stuff all the, all the time. And it's just it's not just a to phrase. Be, it is. It's, it's a and phrase. It, and it's meaningless. Okay, now tell me this, because um, there are some watchouts that you've seen that we just as consumers fall into all the time. Uh, two that I know you've talked to me about or our people about. One is uh, Western Union. Great organization. It is. Talk about that. Well, if you go to a Western Union place, mm-hmm. you will actually see warnings at almost all of them about the things I'm going to talk about. Because if I want to wire you some money yeah. in, say, New York City, because that's where you are, right. you can pick it up in Paris. And all you have to do is give the password, and there might not be a camera where you pick it up. We just have no idea who you are. Now, if I do know who you are, oh, and we do have a password, and I do want to wire you a couple of hundred bucks, mm-hmm. then it works, and you can pick it up anywhere you'd like. But the trouble is, 
uh, people will get um, – they've won a sweepstakes or a lottery or something, and they've won a million dollars. And for processing fees or custom fees or, you know, make up a fee, all they need to get from you is $20. And that they'll ask you to, to Western Union that $20 right. to expedite things, and that $20 vanishes. Now, the big one is this. If you go on to any website that uh, that sells things, uh, you know, like you want to buy a couch or you want to sell right. a couch or a car or a bird or anything yeah. at all, within a few hours, I guarantee you will get a response from someone. So let's say you're selling a car for $10,000, and you know that you're, it's really not worth $10,000, right. but that's your negotiation yeah. point. You really only want to get $8,000 right. for the thing, but someone will call you and they'll offer you $10,000. Ooh. I'll do that. Okay, I'll take that, and so you start making a deal right away. He will then send you a check, and he's going to ask you to ship the car by one of these car shipping companies mm-hmm. that will do this stuff. And so yeah. what he'll do is he'll send you a check. You make sure it clears. It's a certified check. Right. I'm, I'm telling you a magic trick now. Good. Magic is something where, they, where a magician turns a lion into a beautiful lady right before your very <laughs> eyes. But if I tell you how the trick works, you yeah. go, oh, that was stupid. Oh, that I fell for that? that yeah. And it was stupid. Here, here's a magic trick. So you've got a certified check. He sends it to you for not 10000 but $12,000. And you call him up or email him and say, oh, my, my friend, you've given me too much money. He goes, you know what? My secretary did that. I'm, you know, it's a mistake. You're such an honest guy. I want you to keep an extra $500 just be, you know, thank, and send me the change. Yeah. So you send me that $2,500 in change and do it by Western Union. So you send the $25 yeah. out. And you, but before you do that, you're smart. You're not you go done. down to the bank and you talk to the teller who you have known for many, many years. And you say, Margie, this says certified check on it. Would you check to see if the, the you know what a certified check is? Yeah. That's where the money is being held waiting for only that check. Nothing else can be written against it. So, so Margie goes in the back room. She calls up the issuing bank, which is listed right there on the check, and she gives them the routing numbers, those numbers that are on the bottom. Mm-hmm. And it's for, I don't know, what's the, what is our number? $12,000. Yeah. Okay. And they go, yep. That, that, that money is waiting for that check in this issuing bank. That is a good certified check. Margie comes out and tells you that. You go, wow, this wow, is great. This so is you send real. the guy his change yeah. by Western Union, yeah. and you, you, set, you ship off the car. The next thing you know, your bank calls you up and says, you owe for that $2,500 you sent to the guy. And I don't know what happened to your car. That's your business. Right. But you've lost all this. How could a certified check yeah. magically turn into something else? And the answer is this. Again, magic magic tricks. <laughs> Once I reveal the answer, it, it'll tell you how stupid. The answer is the guy created 100 per- certified checks. The only one that's any good is the, is the first one that gets to the bank. And, of course, it's the con man who lives next uh. door to the bank, and he cashes that. All the other checks that come in are no good. Oh, my word. What a stupid piece of magic. Yeah, that, that's, that's the not stupidest good. trick Why in the world. Why did I fall for the... Oh, yeah. my heavens. Now, don't you wish you and I had thought of this? We Why didn't we have to work? That? We'd probably... We, yeah, that's a lot of work. gazillionaires. <laughs> it wouldn't have to work at all. But think of that. I mean, that's... So Western Union, we should just know really who we're talking to absolutely and you will western union is a good company yeah and they and they've have been around warnings. a long time they have <laughs> and they have warnings there yeah that say if things like the story i just told yeah. happen then don't don't wire the money because there's nothing western union or anybody else can, can do. do with you've that. lost it okay tell me this one because this one seems obvious but not credit cards or debit cards oh Debit card. They're horrible. Why? Instruments. Everyone's you using use them to save money. We have them, yeah. No. Do you use a debit card? 
Yes, I don't. He does. Yes, he does. He's, I he's have one. I, I don't. My wife doesn't let me spend money. So that would be my personal you account. You should. Debit cards were created not for consumers. The advertising that went with uh. them was uh, that these will be great because you can check your balance mm-hmm. online. Uh, you you're can not spending spend credit. You don't, you're not spending no. money you don't have. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is you have the money because it's in your account. Here's a, if your debit, once again, like cell phones, if your debit card is working fine today, good for you. But I have had my uh, identity stolen about five times in my life. And the latest was about $5,000 worth of tickets that I presumably bought to fly around Saudi Arabia. The well, tickets were used. I've never been to Saudi I, Arabia. Okay. <laughs> so what happened is um, uh, it came on my, not debit card, my credit card. So when they when I had the bill there with all my other information, mm-hmm. I don't know how they got the information, but when it was all there, I, I agreed to pay what I owed, yeah. but I wouldn't pay any of those airline tickets. And I said, you guys at the credit card company, just so you know, I'm not going to send you any of that money. And you send me the form, and they did, and I signed it to say I'm not the one, and I did not authorize did not those charges. It was taken off, and that was the end of that. What if that had been my debit card? With a debit card, They've if got, somebody uh, uses that stuff, um, then they have 60 days under what they call regulation, federal regulation yeah. E. You say regulation E to a banker, just say that, and they'll think you know what you're talking about, even if you don't. <laughs> but it's regulation E. Oh, and no. they govern credit cards the same way they govern debit cards, and that's the way it was sold to Congress, right. I believe. Yeah. But they operate completely differently. So, for example, if you buy fuel at a gas pump, you swipe your credit card and it says authorizing what it's doing is it's taking a look into your credit to see if you have roughly $125 worth of available credit different numbers depending on the gas station because they get to set that what it does is it puts that $125 worth of credit on hold it never appears on your statement or anywhere else now you pump $50 worth of gas they have up to 10 days to Put that credit, that extra $70, back into your account so it's free credit for you to use. But you don't care. You never noticed it. You've got $5,000 worth of credit. So that that hold comes and goes. Now let's do something more critical. Now let's swipe your debit card. What it's doing is looking into your bank account. Your personal account. If you have $125 of available money. Oh, no. Now you pump your $50 worth of gas. They have $70 more that they can hold for 10 days. And I've done stories, many on this, where people begin writing checks. There's a fella. His wife was on his way to Las Vegas, so he wakes up early in the morning, and he decides he's going to fill up her gas tank. Well, it only took three or four gallons, but he swiped his, his uh, debit card. He goes back and he you know, uh, decides to fill up his own car with two or three gallons. And then his wife, he kisses his wife goodbye. He decides he's going to mow the lawn, but the gas can's empty. So he goes down and gets two gallons more of, of gas in his gas can. He has $425 or so held. <laughs> held his wife off. comes back from Las Vegas. Within that 10 days, she begins writing checks to the gas company and the rent and you know, all the other things you do. And they began bouncing. Bing, bing, bing. And by the way, when um, this is not fair either, but it's, it's legal. When the day is done, the, the banks sort the checks greatest to least, not oh, when they no. come in. So they want to take the greatest amount out. So those piddly little... When $2, you, $10. Yeah, your $5 for the Burger King and, you know, for the fast food and a couple bucks yeah. for this and a coffee for $1.50. All of those things accrue that full $30 mm. penalty. So here this guy had the money all along, but it yeah. was being held for up to 10 days by the gas station. He had no idea. Now, proof. Jeez. If you want proof of this, go to any casino. 
because it says there, for those of you who are using debit cards, they don't want – if you swipe a card at a, at a, a, a motel or a hotel yeah. – at a, at a casino – it char- it holds sometimes two, sometimes three times the amount of the room. So if it's a hundred dollar room a night, they'll hold three hundred because maybe you're going to have to go yeah. to the gift shop, yeah. maybe to the, you know, the restaurant, whatever you might do. Yeah. It holds that stuff. If you have it for five days, that's all that stuff held for all those days. The casinos want you to have that money available to gamble. Right. And if you do that at the front desk when you're checking in, you won't have that money. So proof. The first proof I ever saw was that. Look at that. But don't use debit cards when you can use a credit card. And the rule is you must pay it off. Oh, I just can't. I like to carry a balance of roughly $2,000. Really? $2,000 at 15% when you can, if you have a house or a car, you can go down to the bank and you can pay off that entire card and put it against your house for, what do you think, 6%? Right. There's no no reason to pay that stuff. No, I... You so know debit what? cards You're, are evil, credit cards are lovely. Isn't that weird? Because it's, it's totally counterintuitive. Now, there's some experts who will be saying, no, credit bad. Bring it on. I know, but I think, I think you're right. Having someone's eyes in your personal account and holding your money, I mean, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I, we don't I, even know what's going on. I challenge bankers on this radio show. If I've said anything wrong, contact me at gephardapproved.com and tell me where I'm wrong, and I guarantee nobody's going to contact me from a bank. No, they won't. No, because, they don't want to talk about it. No, because they know that debit cards are evil oh, I'm telling and my credit wife. cards are good. But she just gave her debit card to a multi-level marketer that came uh, to our door. Oh, so that boy, she's a genius, isn't she? Huh? <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> oh, man, Bill. Good stuff. Okay, we're going to take you through the break and come back because right. I want to hear your tools for what we do to make sure we we, we can self-approve of uh-huh. businesses. Okay. okay? okay. Yeah, sure. We're talking to, to Bill Gephardt. Go to gephardtapproved.com. And if you are a banker, go find Bill there. <laughs> <laughs> Don't won't call happen. us at BYU Radio. You're listening to The Matt Townsend Show. We'll be back after this break on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Connect with Matt on BYU Radio's Facebook page. And Twitter at BYU Radio. The FAA has a new high-tech tool to help avoid future flight delays. This is Innovation Now, bringing you stories behind the ideas that shape our future. Air traffic managers now have a high-tech crystal ball of sorts to help get a clearer picture of the impact their decisions might have on what amounts to roughly 60,000 flights in the air over the U.S. on any given day. The Future Air Traffic Management Concepts Evaluation Tool, or FACET, is a flexible software that can quickly generate and analyze thousands of possible aircraft trajectories. The software integrates live air traffic data from the Federal Aviation Administration's radar systems, along with weather data from the National Weather Service, to summarize and visualize air traffic across the national airspace. Through a partnership with NASA, the FAA enhanced the software and has been using it to evaluate how delays and reroutes could affect flights across the country. In addition to reducing delays, helping create more efficient flight trajectories also means less fuel burned per flight and less noise pollution. The tool, which can be run on a single desktop computer, is already proving to be useful toward the FAA's mission of providing the safest, most efficient aerospace system in the world. Innovation Now is produced by the National Institute of Aerospace through collaboration with NASA and is distributed by WHRV. Visit us online at innovationnow.us. 
What song changed my life? There are a lot of songs that have changed my life. It's a totally brutal question to try and answer. Every musician has that one song that changed their life. Join Tony Award winner Leia Salonga, American Idol finalist Brooke White, and more of your favorite artists as they explore their lives before and after they heard that one song that changed everything. Watch The Song That Changed My Life, Monday nights at 7.30 on BYU-TV. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. We have our expert, Bill Gephardt, here. Uh, 30-plus years in um, consumer reporting. Is that, I guess yeah. that's what we call yeah, it? An investigative, years, yeah. investigative consumer reporting. I don't know the difference. Yeah, I don't either. Between investigative what is I think investigative sounds more formal and official. If you say so, does that mean I chase around the mob mm-hmm. all oh, day? Oh, no, you better not. Or is, uh, is consumer where you test how much cholesterol is in the margarine? <laughs> that's exactly I right. don't know. Yeah, that's it. You're, test- you're testing margarine. You've now since retired, but you've put together GetPartApproved.com. Yes. Tell us about that. What I'm doing is uh, I investigate business. And when I find the business to be a good business, now I look at court records, state, federal, whatever yeah. I can find. Um, different companies are investigated in different ways. Uh, plumbers, you need to have a master plumber on staff in some states and some, everybody's got to be a master plumber. I will look at all that stuff to be sure that, uh, that the company is, is, is upright. I'll look at, at internet stuff, but I'm right. going to look for patterns because. Yeah. Tell in, us about, because like, what do I look for? Well, you, you've got stuff. time to do this, but so I, I can't go into their court records, but what could I do? You can. Can I really? You can go into go... the court records. Sometimes it's hard to figure out how to do that. Yeah. You can certainly check their licensing, but the fact of the matter is nobody does. No. So I am. You do. And when I find them clean and I find them without complaints or, you know, there are always going to be complaints, but I, when I find out you know, that it's a good company, because a company is judged not by what happens when everything goes right, but what happens when something goes wrong. That's right. That's you exactly know? right. And so what are you going to do when something goes wrong? And, and I'll look at all this stuff, and then I endorse these companies, and right. I stand behind them. Yeah. So if you do business with a Gephardt-approved company, I will give – if you get cheated and we can prove it, I'll right. give you up to 1000 bucks out of my own it's pocket. It's like insurance. It is. But That's I, great. Uh, you know, I'm the actuary, and I've investigated the company, so I'm making it a good bet giving you the confidence. That's smart. You can do all these things. But if, but I, if I just spent some energy – like if somebody's going to – do my roof, yes. redo my roof. I should at least know if they're bonded. Mm-hmm. I should maybe do a Google search on their name. But find, you don't. But I don't. I should at least see their licensing and go look up their license number. Yes. See if there's complaints. Yes. Especially if I'm spending twenty grand. That's right. But you don't. And nobody does. And that's why I created GetPartApproved.com. So I do it, that's and then smart. I stand behind them. That's all it is. I think that's brilliant. everything I do. You can do. Right. But what, you don't. So what else would you do with the local? So if I'm going to spend fifty dollars with somebody. And I don't want to go to that extreme. Is there anything just quick we can do? Is there something fast I can do that, I guess, get some referrals, call the referrals? I mean, to me, that seems like a no-brainer, but we still don't do it. No, I don't think we do. And 50 bucks is, you know, it's That's nominal. Easy. That's a walk away. You could, yeah. But if you're going to do a roof, you're going to do some plumbing. If you're going to have a plumber, if you're going to have somebody come into your home, you might want to know something about uh-huh. them. You might want to know if that company drug tests the people. You might want to know if they background check the people. Yeah. Uh, I'm not requiring companies to do that, but I do point out when they do. So you oh, can make right. so, the decision. So it's an educated de- – yeah. part of this, I guess, is just, I guess, knowing that a lot of this is up to you. 
you're, you're going to get messed to some degree, no matter what. Someone's going to mess you over. But, but there are, but but there are ways stuff out you of can it. Do. There are ways out of it. I mean, anybody can pick your pocket and run away, and you'll never catch them. That's right. And sometimes our, our, our pockets just do get picked by yeah. a con man or something. But, uh, you know. I, I'm at least looking at the company. I know the company exists. If it's a roofing company, which you mentioned, and a windstorm comes blowing through, and then people come around knocking on your door saying, I'll fix your roof, a lot of these are real fly-by-night operations. Oh, sure. Uh, and so I am separating one from That's the great. other. I guess we should, too, watch out how they got to us. It might be different if I'm out getting to them and finding True. them versus if they're finding me. True. True. I mean, but they're you showing know, up in a van after a storm. And, guess, and legitimate companies do that too. Yeah, I guess they, they do. really do. So yeah. how do you? How can you tell the difference? Yeah. And just because they advertise a lot doesn't make them a good company. Right. I am living, breathing proof that that's true. <laughs> I've seen some of the guys who are the biggest all. advertisers are some of the. It's not always true, of course. So I'm not picking on people yeah. who advertise a lot. But you know, just because they advertise and say they're good people does not does mean not they're mean not either. from the gnome that tribe that always lies. So we got to do the gnome test. <laughs> When in yeah. doubt, do the gnome test. So start where you be. Start with what you know. Mm-hmm. Test them. Uh, what else? What other advice would you give? Just the common person out there. Watch out for the debit cards. Get rid of them. Basically, what I else? never use my debit card. It, it is what it is. I, you know, I don't know. It all depends on uh, on on what your circumstance and situation is. If it's fifty bucks and you're willing to lose it, I'll tell you. There's some stores that are absolutely. I, I wish the mom and pops would are able to do this stuff. Yeah. Because the, the big box stores are controversial because there's, a lot of the stuff is made overseas and on and on. But yeah. I will tell you this. There are absolutely no risk. I mean, don't you know yeah. that? If you walk into one of these big box stores. Yeah, they're going to take it back. They'll do whatever. They will. Even the electrical equipment. If you walk, if you change out the light bulb because you're a bad guy, a bad consumer, you change out the light bulb and you bring back the burned out light bulb and say, oh, this light bulb didn't work. <laughs> They'll take it back. Here's one thing, though. They have all the computers to say you're not going to be able to do it more than once. Yeah. So if you keep bringing your light bulbs yeah. back, no, they won't. So they there won't is safety in the big box stuff. There is. But then there's something about sitting across from someone you know, mm-hmm. somebody you've worked with for years, and having the personal. So it's kind of either the personal relationship side that guarantee, helps you guarantee it or the big box megalith. I guess. But then, and then references are sometimes good. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, they, they exactly. handed you the reference. I mean, a lot of times never do business with your brother. Uh, you know, Duh. Yeah, that's you, a good you know, one. got ripped off. That's but that's one. not true. No. That's really not advice. Mm-hmm. But, but, you know, I, 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 every circumstance is different. So people ask me that. Do you have any tips? I don't. No, that's uh, I, I just well, that's don't. honest. But you don't. But you also have you have enough honesty to say that. I mean, it'd be easy for you to just kind of start spewing tips. In fact, well, we had to drag if it's these too out good of to be true, might, no. <laughs> that's right. what is too Go good down to the be list. true? That's right. Buyer beware. Always use common sense and know the law. That's right. <laughs> well, Bill, you're the best, and appreciate your insight. Seriously, I think uh, we need more of you. Well, thank you very kindly. You're and very kind to say so. They can go to getpartapproved.com yep, to get more information from you. Again, you we're can not... also contact me there. Click on whatever it is. Yeah, there contact and, us. Yeah, and uh, that comes directly to me. Plus, you have a blog. I do. And the blog just, I guess, you're throwing out new ideas. I am. And I'm getting ideas from my businesses. I let them write blogs. That's and good. I edit them to make sure they're not fooling anybody, but they're good companies. They don't fool anybody. Well, you know what else, Bill? It doesn't sound like you're retired. 
what? Yes, <laughs> you're not, I am. So for a guy that's retired, <laughs> you're doing a lot of work, my friend. Well, thank you. Good to have you. Bill Gephardt, GephardtApproved.com. Again, BYU Radio, what we're trying to do is give you the tools, the skills. You don't have to be scammed, but you do need to use your brain. And you need to think. And apparently relationships matter. And um, there is no quick fix, which is what we're learning from Bill. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate you. Uh, Again, join us every Monday through Friday, 7 o'clock Eastern time. We'd love to give you more tools, insights, ideas, so that you can make it through this crazy thing we call life. Thanks for listening to the Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. KBYU FM HD2 Provo. Today's Thinking Aloud originally aired earlier this year. The following is a production of BYU Broadcasting in cooperation with the Brigham Young University Division of Continuing Education. Let us read and let us dance, wrote French philosopher Voltaire. These two amusements, he claimed, will never do any harm to the world. Now, I can probably agree quite easily with the dancing part, but reading is never utterly harmless. Oh, yes, I've spent untallied, harmless hours reading, seeking mere amusement in books. But you can't kill time without injuring eternity. And so even